0: This is the Pro AV Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration. Only on Market Scale. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Market Scale's Pro AV Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, and we're still here, posted up at Infocom 2019. Today, I have the pleasure of welcoming Petro Shimonishi. She is a technology marketing strategist and she's joining us to give a little recap on the Avixa Women's Council Breakfast we both just attended and provide some context from her own career as being a woman in AV. Petro, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Well,
1: thank you so much, Daniel. I'm doing great. Yeah. It's a beautiful day here in Orlando. Yeah,
0: I mean, yesterday it was hot, humid, and then started raining, but luckily we were in beautiful air conditioning all yes, day. Yes, we so. were. <laughs> so we, we didn't have to worry about any of that. Got to keep the electronics Absolutely. I mean, (laughs) you're in an AV conference, so electronics have to be working. Um, But anyways, yeah, so we just walked out of the AVIXA's Women's Council Breakfast. Um, They told us this was the largest breakfast they've had at Infocom yet. Um, They're celebrating the fact that they have 40 local councils from California to Australia. Um, You know, it really feels like this initiative for women in AV is blowing up. Have you felt that personally?
1: Oh, definitely. Um, I actually got my start in the audio-video space on the consumer electronics side of the business back in 1997. And uh, around 1998, a good friend of mine decided that she wanted to start a Women in Consumer Technology Association at CES. So we had called, we just put an advertisement out in one of the dailies saying, hey, if you're a woman, come to our free cocktail hour. And at the time, we expected maybe seven or eight people to show up. We had 15, so we were delighted with that. It was truly amazing to see how many people attended this morning's women's breakfast at Infocom. I mean, they had to pull in more tables. I I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. So contrast that to back when we started looking at this in 1997, 98, uh, there have been tremendous strides already made. But we can always do better.
0: Right, right. And that's what's exciting is that the place where we're at now is great, but... Based on the presentation we got from Schur's CEO, there's still a lot of work to be done. Um, and though it, it, I guess it can be seen as a negative in the fact that there is still work to be done, it, I think it should be seen more as a a chance for growth. You know, it's an opportunity for people to get involved and to become leaders and to encourage young women to join the industry.
1: I think the biggest takeaway that I got from the CEO of Shure's presentation was that uh, diversity really matters. And this is not only about gender diversity, it's also about uh, global diversity on teams, on projects. And she showed some very demonstrable evidence that showed that when you have a team that is globally diverse with people from different cultures, different backgrounds, different genders, working on the same project and sharing collaboratively their own thoughts and ideas. The financial impacts are very positive to a business. Yeah. In fact, in one case, I think it was 25% more profit generated in diverse businesses than in businesses that were more he- homogenous. Right. And that's truly amazing. That's the biggest takeaway why, why this matters. This yeah. really matters. Yeah, and
0: I mean, it, you'd hope that the incentive to diversify the workforce can it, it, would come from a, a social place the fact that you know it it's just it's just right to have a workforce as representative of of the community and to have more um, diverse contacts and ideas but I mean, if it has to boil down to the financial incentives, then they're also there. (laughs) You you know what I mean? The fact that having a diverse workforce, whether that is by race, ethnicity, um, or gender, I mean, that directly impacts the quality of your product, the quality of your company, and it makes it a better place to work. Um, So, you know, you would only hope that that also inspires people to want to encourage more women to join AV and, in general, STEAM fields absolutely
1: i mean if you look at the data women make up 50% of the households right, right they make right. up they make up half of They're the purchasing yep. decisions especially on high tech products and, and luxury items mm-hmm. For the home. So really, we need to be more inclusive when we're developing products and technologies uh, to gather different areas and different viewpoints to get the best product out there. Right. And I think that's the reason why it generates a better bottom line for businesses, because you're developing a product that addresses 100% of the population instead of a very small percentage right. of the population.
0: Right. So I know you recently left a position at Sennheiser. So you were in the thick of it in the AV industry. Uh, give me a little context on your time there and what it was like being a, a woman in AV, um, some leadership opportunities you had, maybe some struggles, and just kind of some context that we can apply to what we learned today from the breakfast.
1: Sure, sure. Well, um, I joined Sennheiser uh, to run their head as their head of marketing for the professional audio division. Wonderful. Um, and uh, it was a very great challenge because I was one of the first heads of marketing that was not based in the headquarters of Germany. Okay. So this was their first attempt to diversify Mm. and I had a team globally of about 15 people distributed around the world that worked for me Um, but not very many women. Uh, In fact, I only had one female on the team when I started. And uh, she was getting her bachelor's degree while going to school, going to work mm-hmm. in Germany. So I know that was very, very tough for her. And I encouraged her to keep going because, uh, you know, it's very challenging to balance a job that's, you know, 40, 50 hours a week, plus then take school on top of that and then balance a family. But she pulled it off. Yeah. A- and she's actually just earning her degree uh, this summer. So I'm so excited about that. But uh from the very beginning it was just her on the team and then a bunch of guys so to speak mm-hmm. and then I added a couple other people I added another woman as an artist relations associate and uh, she ended up closing her first sale within two weeks of me adding her amazing which was crazy mm-hmm. so uh, she's got the very interesting role of going out working with all these famous artists like Drake and Beyonce and you know making sure that their sound engineers <laughs> yeah no kidding making sure that, that their sound engineers have the right microphones and the the right acoustic treatment that they need for the particular artist and uh, she's killing it it's it's just amazing, but what was also amazing to me was how the team members at Sennheiser embraced the additional diversity. Yeah. Me coming in to run a marketing department, um, maybe as a woman, You know, there were a lot of German women running mm-hmm. other marketing departments within Sennheiser. So that wasn't too unusual, but on my team as I started adding women and adding men around the world and getting them to work collaboratively, I was really very, very excited to see how they embraced each other and were able to share each other's point of views differently and have good constructive conversations. Yeah.
0: So it was really great. And something that spoke to me specifically from the breakfast was the emphasis on community involvement and on mentorship. Um, two two different aspects that I think we can break down here, but let's start with the community involvement. Um, like we said, they, Avixa now has 40 local women's councils. which That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> which compared to last year, they had 17, so they more than doubled in a year's time. Uh, very exciting, and I think it's probably the best piece of news from the entire breakfast because... Local councils are really where you get that grassroots recruiting for um, women in AV, for women in STEAM, and it's how you get that mentality to stick in that community and to foster from generation to generation. It's a more long-term initiative. Um, How did you see community outreach in your position and in your time at Sennheiser work for bringing more women into the company? whether that is specifically the marketing department or um, some of the more uh, steam focused positions?
1: Well, you know, for us, really at Sennheiser, it all begins and ends with the customer. Yeah. So um, we we do a lot of community outreach with our customers. And when we talk with our customers about how they make their purchase decisions and how they find out about new products, they find out from a community. Mm-hmm. So similarly... <laughs> about jobs. It's the same thing, (laughs) right? right? right. It's the same thing. And we have a lot of um, local outreach within the various regions of the world. Sennheiser has, I think it's like 50 offices around the world. Of course, headquartered in Germany, our offices in old Lyme, Connecticut in the United States. We have people that travel between offices all the time. But uh, regularly, we have people like myself. Um, we've got another person over in Asia that, that goes to universities. Mm-hmm. And we do outreach. So most recently, I was at MIT uh, judging a marketing project uh, where wow. there was four teams of students together, engineering students, doing a business plan with a full marketing project. Wow. And I got a chance to speak with them, got a chance to understand where they're aspirations lied. Mm. And I also got them pretty excited in audio, which is great, Right, <laughs> right. which is really great because, you know, most people today, when they think STEM or STEAM, they're really thinking computer science. Yeah. Um, but there's this whole other world out there on audio recording and video recording and entertainment that I think could really dwarf uh, what could be done with computer science. Yes, computer science is sexy. We all talk about it. I think there's some interesting trends going on here at the Infocom show, integrating cons- computer Science and IT technology, so mm-hmm. to speak, into audiovisual. But audiovisual is fun. It's yeah. just fun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it really
0: is. And and the fact that leadership at a company like Sennheiser is able to interact with students who are still kind of in that developmental period of deciding what they want to do with their career and where they want to focus their energy um, is is really powerful and really important. Um, you know, I think that's where. The AV industry should put more uh, more of an emphasis for recruiting is in is in opportunities like that that are, are framed in a fun way and framed in a uh, an educational way. But you know what those students then get out of it is a deeper look at opportunities in that industry.
1: Yeah, and you know we do have a good solid internship program uh, both in Europe and in the United States for uh, students that are interested. And, and you know it's really about building their skill sets, but also you know, getting them to learn about this new world in audiovisual. And right. it's gonna it's an exciting thing. So I've seen some of our interns come back and take full time positions with us, whether it be in product development, web development, R&D, um, even marketing, so mm-hmm. to speak. I've seen other interns uh, decide that they wanted to stay in the industry, but maybe they didn't want to come work for Sennheiser, so their career took them other places, and then they came back to Sennheiser. Mm -hmm. And we just really want to have everybody to have a great experience with the brand. That's really what it's all about.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So the other aspect that I really pulled away from The Breakfast was mentorship. Um, Very important. Yes, I, I think so too. And I think this is something that can be applied to people that are already in the industry as well. So, you know, if you have women in the industry um, that are in a a lower-level STEAM position, mentorship can often give them that boost to want to explore leadership or to want to enter um, the industry in a, I guess, a higher level. And that's something that um, Christine, CEO of Shure, she mentioned that herself, that um, basically she was passed up for a promotion because she felt like she didn't, Advocate for herself enough, and people were like, "Oh, we didn't realize you wanted that position." Well, imagine if there had been more mentorship, and there had been someone helping guide her earlier in her career, she probably would have felt more confident to approach someone about taking that leadership position. So, yeah, give me some um, some context or some experience that you've had with the impact of mentorship specifically on getting women more involved and more active in avian and in STEAM.
1: Well, you know, it's really funny because when Christine and I both started out in this industry and she started a little bit before me, mm-hmm. but we, we, it, for women there wasn't a lot of us. So there really wasn't a lot of paths for mentorship. Right. And I really could relate what she was talking about when she said she got passed over for a promotion just because the guys never thought in their minds that she would ever be interested in right. doing something like that. Um, I think this has to do a lot with communication. And, and this is not only you know, mentoring women, it's just mentoring people, right? So at Sennheiser, I have weekly one-on-ones with my team members. Uh, we also have a bi-weekly all-team meeting that we talk about the issues of the day and things. But it's very important to know your people um, and, and too many times in business, I think people get caught up in just their own game and moving things forward for their own personal gain. Right. But if you're truly managing people, you need to know where their strengths are. And where their weaknesses are and then give them a choice. You know, sometimes it's better to augment a strength and follow that path than to spin your wheels and trying to strengthen something where you're weak. Right. Because business is all about teamwork. Other times I've seen people really want to take and put their arms around what they're weak at and make improvements. But so it really depends on the individual. But it has to start with constant conversation with your employees, talking with them, male or female by mm-hmm, the way, mm-hmm. and then giving them guidance, finding out what they want to do, and then helping them along the way. Everybody's right. careers are journeys. Um, and as managers, we're here to help people.
0: Yeah.
1: And yeah. I don't think that there was enough of this back in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s. Yeah, like, you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it, and, you know, you bring it all the way to the 2000s. That was almost 20 years ago. And that's not really even that long. So no. the fact that the fact that there's been that much growth in that little amount of time I think speaks to kind of how, how overdue this all was. The fact that as soon as everyone put a little more focus on it, boom, now it, be, it, it starts to take off and you start to see trends. And in a year, right, local councils um, like Avixas double. Um, it, it's that kind of mentality that is really necessary uh, for, for the AV industry to take women in consistently, yeah. not just when there's conversation around it, but to the point where, like you said, women's councils don't really even need to be a thing, right? Because right. It, it, it just becomes <laughs> natural that there is equal representation in the workforce. So yeah, it's, it's definitely an exciting time.
1: I think the other thing that's really important about mentoring is that sometimes it's important to have somebody as a sounding board that is external to the company. Yeah. You need a safe place, somebody who can look at things objectively, somebody who maybe doesn't understand the personality and the politics and whatever else might be going on at the internal workings of the company. And and you need to be able to go to that person for advice. And that's really what AVIXA's Women's Council mentoring program has provided us. It's, it's it's great to get mentoring from your manager or somebody else at the company, but a lot of times there may be things that you just don't feel comfortable talking about or getting advice for. Right. And and the Evixa Women's Council really has done a fantastic job of pairing people up that are in different industries or different segments of the industry so they don't compete. And they can mentor each other. They can provide great objective feedback and help each other along the way. Yeah. I think during the presentation, they had one slide that says, we help each other straighten each other's crowns. Right.
0: <laughs> I love that. Yeah. and,
1: and That was great. There
0: the, was the a graphic <laughs> that said, empowered women, empowered empower women. Empowered women. Right. Yes. It's it's all a one big feedback loop. It is. Yeah. I love that. So to kind of wrap up our conversation, what would you say is... One of the most important, or the most important, tangible step forward that women leaders in AV, or men leaders in AV, or just men in AV, really I'm just talking professionals in AV, everyone. <laughs> <what> is, people in <laughs> AV. Yeah, we're just, we're going to generalize <laughs> it. What is the most tangible step forward that people in AV need to take as a community to get younger women more interested in AV and in STEAM fields, and to get women that are already in the industry more active and give them more of a voice? Well, I think that it's a two-part
1: answer almost. Yeah. you know, to, to get younger people in, interested in our industry, I think we really need to show them more of the behind-the-scenes production, how our products are used to create all the entertainment, the concerts, the digital signage that you see at these yeah. beautiful airports. You know, because that's really the exciting stuff. Right. But Working if you don't, with
0: Drake and Beyonce. Yeah, right, working right. with Drake and Beyonce.
1: <laughs> you know, it's just uh, you got to give them exposure to it because yeah. this is all about creating a much better world for everybody. That's what our products do. They entertain, they inform, they allow people to interact. So being able to provide exposure amongst the broader community that there's a whole suite of hardware, software, firmware, services, installers, integrators that come along with this industry to make these projects happen and how exciting it is to work on those is big because I think that gets a lot more people interested in the industry. And of course, the result is always great, too. Um, In order to get more women involved or to step up, I think the mentoring program is one of the most important and valuable things that the Avixos Women Council provides. So frankly, and I don't think it's limited to women just mentoring women. Mm -hmm. I think men can join too and volunteer to mentor a woman in the industry as well. And I think by volunteering and giving back to the community, we're really being able to bring up that next generation of leaders in the AV and Infocom space. So that would be my recommendation.
0: I love it. Well, Petro, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. It was a pleasure getting to chat, um, get your personal context on the importance of empowering women in AV, um, getting a little more context on The Breakfast, and we'll definitely be in touch here in the future. Uh, Looking forward to getting your thoughts on on some more social context like this and and technology context as well for um, innovation and changes in the industry. So again, thank you for joining us on the podcast. It was a pleasure. Thank you, Daniel. (laughs) And uh, if people need to find out a little bit more about what you're up to, where can they head to?
1: Um the best place to reach me out is hit me up on LinkedIn. Yep. Love it. <laughs> Just go to LinkedIn and type in Petro P E T R O Shimonishi S H I M O N I S H I and connect with me. I'll be happy to interact with you and uh Help you get to where you want to go in your career. I love it. Because we're all here to help each other.
0: Exactly. Empowered women empower women. That's right. I love it. <laughs> all right. Thanks again, Petro. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode. And if you like what you heard and want to listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com industries. And there you can subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. We'll have plenty more Infocom 2019 content, so stay tuned on our website, and you can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Make sure you leave a rating and a comment wherever you listen to your podcast content. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.